0: Hello and welcome to the last podcast Thanksgiving thanktacular special. My name is Jeremy.
1: I thank you for listening also. I'm Tyler.
2: I'm Zach again. Again? Yeah, yes, again. Yeah, that's a fear the boot joke. <laughs> this is
0: a thank you episode to thank all of the people who have supported us on Patreon this year. Our Patreon is coming up on one year old. And so on all three of the last podcast feeds, we are going to release this special episode thanking them because I fundamentally, I shouldn't say I hate fundamentally, I understand why the thank new patrons on your episode of a podcast thing exists because it's cool to hear your name, but I don't like listening to those. So I figured we'd just do one a year.
1: Uh, also all the times that i do it on the mid spot in gundam but mostly because we get few enough new patrons like if we start getting a massive influx of patrons then i'll stop calling out individual patrons in the mid spots so maybe maybe that's incentive for a bunch of people to become patrons for one dollar so that i stop doing that
0: i also don't listen to the mid
1: spots so well no this is for everyone else who does who shares your annoyance
0: Ah, I gotcha. I mean, I think it's very specific to me. So we're going to be thanking everybody. But if you're not a patron, stay tuned, because afterwards we are going to do a special episode. I kicked around a few ideas for what to do. I have a few planned for next year as well. But according to our Discord, there is a weird overlap in our listeners between people who enjoy Gundam and people who enjoy Warhammer 40k. So we are going to do a special episode in which Zach, the only person who knows anything about the lore of 40k, I have played the game, I do own some models, all I know are the Space Marines are the Spanish Inquisition.
1: As I say, Psychic Assault Orcs, I I know that too, kind of. I think that got retconned.
2: Um, kinda, but not really. We'll get there. Yeah, so stay tuned after... The
0: thank yous. We will be doing that. Zach has 30 minutes to try to explain 40K, mostly to Tyler, and I will be there too. Also, we are unfortunately not able to record in person due to the pandemic and the fact that our state is trying to shut down. So audio quality for this episode is going to be a little low, but I did want to give it, get it out on Thanksgiving since it was promised to patrons on that
1: day. Otherwise, it's not a thinktacular. It's just an, an awkward episode where we thank patrons on not Thanksgiving, which I guess would also be fine, but...
0: We could make it our Christmas special, but... Come on, we need have to do bad skits for that.
2: <laughs> uh, we, generally, we we have done that. Well, it's not Patreon-gated, so please come hang out in the Discord. I like having more people to talk to.
1: And it, yeah, and it's pretty much just Zach, so if you like talking to Zach, I'll, I'll opine like once every f- 50 messages or so I'll say something, so...
0: Usually I reply if I'm called out, which happens more than I expect to be.
2: It's because you have uh, opinions and knowledge of a great deal of Gundam series, so people call you out for that. I just kind of crop up in just about every single channel that we have.
0: Speaking of not Patreon-gated, thank you very much for listening even if you don't think it's on patreon thank you very much for all of those in our discord who always stroke our ego just a ton whenever you say anything and thank you for anyone who listens and doesn't want to interact with us uh, if you do want to support us monetarily though we do have our patreon again i don't listen to tyler plugging it so i'm going to plug it like we never did <laughs> we have rearranged some of the reward tiers for that we are currently making $40. At the $50 level, once times are precedented again and we can get together, we will record a full Let's Play of the video game Gundam Journey to Jaburo, which is not a good video game, but is largely responsible for my interest in Gundam. Also mine.
2: I think the only version of that that I ever really played was, like, the mission play thing. I don't think I ever actually played that all the way through. Oh, uh,
0: That's the best part of the game. It is. It's only nine levels. Uh, the mission stuff is a lot meatier, to be honest. Even though it's only three missions that you repeat with different mobile suits, th- there's a lot more variety yeah, I think there. that's
2: where I found that I really like the camp because it's not in anything I've ever actually seen. I
0: was going to say, I can't imagine where else your, like, exposure to the camp would have come from. But yeah, at $50, we'll do that, and we are so close. Just one $10 donation will get us there, or two $5 donations.
1: And frankly, we want to do that anyway. <laughs>
0: And for your $5 donation, you get access to episodes of It's a Gundam a week before they are available to everybody else, as well as episodes of What's a Gundam, Kevin and I's ongoing quest to watch Gundam Wing as soon as they're recorded, which we do about once a month. There's also Evangelion specials going up there. Those kind of got derailed. We're only about halfway through recording the first one. But it's going up at the same time this episode goes up. So if you want to hear us talk about the Rebuild of Evangelion movies, you can do that for $5 as well. And those Evangelion specials are going to remain Patreon-gated for at least the foreseeable future. I think that's all we got business-wise. So shall we get the thank yous, gentlemen? The
1: other business? Yes.
0: Sure. So again, thank you very much. We are thanking everyone who gave us even a dollar this year. Starting with our very first patron, thank you, Daniel Noland.
1: Who is a human I know in real life. Thanks, Dan. You don't
0: need to tell that to people, Tyler. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like I
2: know Ryan, but we're not to him yet.
1: Thank you, Darth. No, Which no Darth lesson. are we talking
2: here? Like, I feel we need some more information here.
0: I assume Maul, with those spider legs? I feel like Darth Maul has the most time to listen to podcasts between pretending to be dead. That's definitely what he was doing on Tatooine, right? While he got those spider legs
1: on. (laughs) Just kind of like chilling, listening to podcasts. Well, thank you, Darth.
2: I may get this wrong and I apologize. Thanks a lot for your support, Jacob. Gone? I'm pretty sure it's Jacob Gohan. If we got it wrong, please get on the Discord and and let us know. Or
0: or send us a message on Patreon if you're not on the Discord. No, get on the Discord and tell me.
1: (laughs) You do go on the top of our name tier list if we're making a name tier list, if your last name is pronounced Gohan. Anything else does knock you down a few points.
0: Only because we have, like, a top tier 420 name coming up. Uh, Thank you, Ryan Pickard, who I believe is, like, our first fan ever, in addition to supporting us monetarily. Always nice to talk to you, Ryan.
1: He was, like, the first guy who ever sent us an email, and he's still hanging around, so, and he, like, j- hops on our streams all the time, in addition to the other Ryan, but he's the other Ryan, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a real
2: fan, because he listens to last time on video games, and I'm <laughs> still convinced he's the only person who does. I, yeah, I think he might be the only person who does. It makes me a little sad that we're sunsetting that, because if nothing else, it's like, well, we, we could try and keep it going just for Ryan, but. That's a lot of effort.
1: Thank you to Jesse Weed, who I'm i am trying to remember. You've told me who you are on Discord before, but hey, regardless, thanks.
0: Yeah, I will try not to make any 420 jokes about your name. <laughs>
2: you is just it V? Did.
1: It's too I, late.
2: Is, is that Vi? V? Six? I'm not entirely sure.
1: I don't think so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, thanks a lot, Samuel Walton. Any uh, relation to the Wally World, guys? Because, uh... You know, we might be uh, special do special for you. <laughs>
0: Thank you as well to Jared Everett. I'm sorry, I'm running out of name jokes. You would think I would be able to do it. We're nearly done and I'm already almost out.
1: Um, you could say something about like climbing Mount Everett. Um
0: That's exactly what I thought of and I was like, "No, that's not good enough for our good <laughs> supporter Jared Everett." Thank you very much, Jared. No,
1: but it is very
2: much along your guys's humor. So, I think people will just expect it.
1: Thank you to Katarina Lopez, who I think might have actually joined us for our Amana stream, although I'm not entirely sure.
2: Not gonna lie, me being me, I read that as Katarina Lopes. What? Thank you. <laughs> there are lots of ear jokes we could go
0: with if it's Katarina Lopes, but I don't think so.
2: Tyler, this is me. You remember how bad I am at pronouncing some of these things? Like, reiterating? Like, I'm not sure how that happened.
1: That sounds like a Red versus Blue joke. <laughs>
2: But it's not. It's a me. Anyway, thank you, Dante Griffith. It is appreciated. I'm sure he plays football. That does sound like a football player's name, doesn't it?
0: It It does. It absolutely does. And last and definitely least, thank you very much to
1: Edgar Diamond. (laughs) Rude. Marilyn's favorite (laughs) Yeah, He's in my
0: D&D group.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, hey, Ed. Thanks for giving us money. I realize we know you he in was real your life, be- but... <laughs> he wasn't just at your wedding. He was your best man. That is true, yes. We played
0: Flux before your wedding. In, like, a park, and I
2: don't remember why we were there. Because we were getting ready for the wedding? Like, we were all changed. We were waiting for the girls. And It so was also, Ed like, an, an obligatory
1: the... photo shoot thing.
2: Okay, was it? I thought we did photos another day. No, we did photos we did. That, oh, like that day, I-, I remember distinctly, because I got lost getting to the location.
1: Yeah, no, we you were riding okay. with me. Yeah, we did definitely that, do photos right. in, a, in a field okay. at some point, um, which was separate from the actual wedding day where we were all just kind of like hanging around playing zombie dice. All right.
0: So thank you very much to everyone who has supported us, whether that's on Patreon, by re- giving us a review on iTunes, by joining our Discord, or just by telling somebody else about the podcasts we do. It means the world to us that anybody spends any time listening to us at all It inflates our egos way larger than they should be. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, seriously, everyone, thank you a lot. Uh, Because this is really just a thing we do for fun and to force us to hang out regularly. And the fact that anyone enjoys the, the product of that is just monumental to me.
2: They're a blast to record. And I am so glad to hear that there are people out there who have as much fun listening to them as we have recording them. A double special thanks to Kevin, who we probably should have
0: addressed at the top, uh, is not here tonight because he is doing martial arts and I don't think he would fit the format of the bonus episode well, so I didn't invite him, frankly, um, <laughs> but also we just we had to record something. And he, of course, is my partner in Jumpstart Weekly. Go listen to that. Really, nobody listens to that. At least Ryan listens to last time on video games. No, um, there's,
2: there's at least one person does, who listens to it. Someone posted today about it.
1: I think it's also yeah, Ryan. Doesn't
0: count. <laughs> It's the other Ryan, I believe. But yeah, so thank you to Kevin, as well as everyone who listens. With that, shall we awkwardly transition into a world that's almost as bad as the current uh, world in 2020, Warhammer 40k. (laughs) All right, so when are you going to start me on the timer? I will let you know.
1: Uh, Have we explained the format yet?
0: I am stealing a page from one of my favorite podcasts, Kingdom Smarts where one person has 30 minutes of the time to explain Kingdom Hearts to the other. I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes. Zach has that long to try to explain 40k. I'm leaving the format of it up to him. I don't know if it's going to be guided or more question and answer. Again, the primary audience is going to be Tyler, because I kind of know about 40k a little bit. I know there's a guy called Robot Guile Man. Wait, really? Yeah. Robot Girlyman. Man. Actually, let's start with Tyler. Tell me what you know about Warhammer 40k.
1: Um, I know there are space marines and they are divided into chapters and there is an emperor who is like a mortal frozen on his throne or something and that orcs believe that red things go faster and therefore they do.
0: For anyone who just has no idea, because again, there's a surprising amount of overlap, but this is not something we normally cover. Warhammer 40 Game is a miniatures game and franchise produced by Citadel Miniatures. They originally did a fantasy game. I guess they still do. Sort of in the vein of War of the Rings. And then they were like,
2: what if we did that but sci-fi? Ironically, Games Workshop also does Lord of the Rings miniatures now. Huh. Well, of course, because Monopolies.
0: Soon Disney will own them. I bet you can't wait for Disney's uh, Warhammer 40k
2: movie. Oh, dear God. No,
1: I forgot they were doing that.
2: I don't, are they actually, a- a- I don't 40K think they K- are. I know there's a, a series around Eisenhorn coming out soon.
1: I thought it was officially announced a while ago and they were looking for casting. It was like people were thrown into the world of 40k that are not from it.
0: Are you sure you're not thinking of the Monster Hunter movie? I don't believe oh.
2: there's anything about anybody getting isekai'd into 40k. And I mean, quite honestly, if that happens, those people might as well just lay down and die. <laughs>
1: No, uh, Jeremy's right. I was definitely thinking of the Monster Hunter movie where a bunch of soldiers get thrown into Monster Hunterland.
0: So I think with all that preamble out of the way, Zach, if you're ready, your time
2: begins now. All right. So everything about 40K starts with the war in heaven, except that's fought between a couple of Xenos races, so nobody cares.
1: <laughs> okay, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. A Xenos race?
2: Yeah, aliens.
1: Okay, so just like any non-humans are Xenos?
2: Exactly. Anything that's not human is a Xenos, and therefore must be purged.
1: Okay, okay, well, okay. Are all humans space marines in this setting? Okay, maybe I should just let you continue for a second.
2: No, not all humans are space marines. That's a big deal. But, but
1: all space marines
2: are humans. <laughs>
1: okay. Mostly.
2: Thousands of years after this whole thing happens, humans have colonized the galaxy. And then they all get cut off from each other. Because, of course, they do.
1: What happens to cut them off from each other? Do they, like...
2: They cannot use their faster-than-light travel through the warp because too many warp storms, which are basically, like, supernatural space hurricanes.
1: Yeah, no, that tracks.
2: Because uh, 40k faster-than-light travel is uh, traveling through literal hell so that you can get to a place faster. (laughs) So, after that happens, some dude shows up on Earth and is like, I'm going to unify the planet and he has his Thunder Warriors assist him in taking over the planet.
1: And this is just Earth, right?
2: Yes, this is just Earth. After okay. he conquers Earth... It seems
1: kind of insignificant.
2: <laughs> well, first he's got to conquer Earth so that he can therefore go out and conquer all the other things.
0: Yeah, uh, after 10,000 years I'm free, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's, it's a uh, very proactive reader Repulsa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> More Immortal? Less ineffective. Okay. I feel like Rita Repulsa is probably
0: immortal. Although I will not argue on the ineffective thing. <laughs> so after he manages
1: I to I am typing down all 40k Earth, Emperor is Rita Repulsa.
2: So this dude conquers all of Earth and his supernatural, or not supernatural, like techno enhanced soldier, super soldiers that are with him all unfortunately die. Alas, more than the Thunder Warriors. They were all killed to a man and we're not sure exactly how.
1: Okay, I was gonna ask how. Like, did they just get War of the Worlds disease, or they, they just died?
2: Well, it was certainly not the Emperor's bodyguards massacring all of them because they were uncontrollable. That certainly Wait, wasn't Wait, I thought this guy
1: was the Emperor. Yes, exactly. Weren't, weren't these people also his bodyguards?
2: No, these were his soldiers. His bodyguards are different people. Those are the custodies. We're talking oh. about the Thunder Warriors all getting wiped out. <laughs>
1: Okay, I I have a lot of questions, but I'm going to let you move on for a moment.
2: After that, because that idea didn't really pan out for a galaxy-conquering thing, after the Warp has calmed down a bit, he creates, from his own DNA, 20 Primarchs to lead his armies to battle. But uh, before he can complete that whole project, the gods of the Warp are like, you know what, we're going to borrow these. And they scatter them to the four winds throughout the entire galaxy.
1: So... Uh I'm sorry, the gods of the warp. Yes. The gods of the warp. Are they just like are so because warp gates are travel through hell, are they just demons
2: or yes, like they are super powerful demons. Zinch, Korn, Slanesh, and Nurgle.
1: I'm sorry, Korn?
2: Yes, the God of War. Slanesh is usually drawn as a hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> well, skulls for the skull throne, blood for the blood god. That's uh that's corn. Do me harder, daddy, I think is, uh, Slanesh's war cry. <laughs> so, uh, after that all affair goes down, the Emperor basically says, well, shit, I gotta go get those guys. And so, creates space marines. Legions upon legions of space marines. Hundreds of thousands of dudes.
1: Per Wait, okay, 20 legions. So are they, like, enlisted from, like earth or are they also all clones of the emperor
2: that's not really gone into necessarily but all the space marines have a bit of the genetic material of their primarch in them so they're all bigger than normal men faster than normal men tougher than normal men better than normal men the proportional strength of a spider
1: <laughs> space marine space marine does whatever the power <laughs> armor allows so he
2: takes these dudes and they're super powered guns and armor to conquer the galaxy, finally, eventually accumulating his eighteen sons. So that they can leave their eighteen legions.
1: But there were twenty chapters of space. Uh, Marines, there were eighteen right? legions, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what what about the other two Primarchs? Led
2: by the nineteen Primarchs.
1: Okay, what?
2: <laughs> what are the Primarchs? I don't know what, what you're happened? talking about. What
1: What happened to them?
2: I do not know what you're talking about. There are only eighteen legions. The first legion, third legion, okay. fourth legion, fifth legion, sixth legion, seventh, eighth, ninth, uh, which is the best legion by the way, tenth, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth legions.
1: I see nothing wrong with this counting. I saw no missing numbers or anything. That also that all checks out. Yep, we're good. <laughs>
2: so the emperor. After they finally win against this huge Orc horde, basically goes, All right, guys, I'm gonna go back home and I'm gonna work on a personal project. Horus, you're in charge, who is like his favorite Sun Legion Primarch commander.
1: Horus, as in the Egyptian god?
2: No, Horus Lupercal. Different guy. He led the Luna Wolves Legion.
1: The, I'm sorry, did you say Luna Wolves?
2: Correct. He led the Luna Wolves.
1: As in, like, hell at the Moon? Yes. Awoo, okay.
2: So he leads them for a while, and then is unfortunately wounded badly on a uh, godforsaken rock somewhere.
1: Is it the moon?
2: No, I think it was a moon, but it wasn't the moon. Okay. And so his dudes, like his primary advisor cadre, go, Shit! Our Primark is hurt! And they run him to the closest thing they think will help. And uh, that happens to be a evil lodge in which... Someone uses knowledge of the future that he creates in order to, uh, turn Horus against the Emperor.
1: Uh, I'm did you say Evil Lodge?
2: Correct, a lodge that worshipped the gods of Chaos, which didn't exist according to the Imperium because they fought as an atheistic, driven-by-logic nation. The Imperial Truth declared there were no gods, especially not the Emperor.
1: (laughs) Gotcha, um, that changed eventually, I think, right? Because he's known as the God Emperor or something,
2: The god-emperor of mankind, that is correct, but it was not the emperor who made that decision.
1: Okay. Um, I just wrote down he got oopsied into a villain.
2: So after, uh, Horus decides, you know what, I'ma take over, because the god-emperor, or the emperor of mankind is clearly trying to make himself into a god, and, uh, that's a no-no. So he manages to convince nine of the other legions to join him in turning traitor against the emperor.
1: Uh, Which is exactly half of all the legions that ever existed, right? Correct.
2: (laughs) So, fully half of the Imperial armies, including the Imperial Guard, the uh, Titan Legions, the Adeptus Mechanicus, turned traitor to fight against the Emperor of Mankind.
1: Well, that makes sense. What, like, what compelling arguments did he use to, like, convince them to join?
2: Well, with some of them, like, the Primarch of the Emperor's Children had already been corrupted by a uh, cursed sword. The Primarch of the Iron Warriors just had a grudge because he kept getting and accepting all the shit jobs. <laughs> the Primarch of the World Eaters was just angry all the time because of the fact that he was salty about the Emperor for saving his life and not his buddies. When they first met, the Primarch of the Death Guard was salty because the Emperor stole his kill.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, I understand that last one a lot. Okay, um, okay. So maybe I should go back a step. Like, how much magic is in this setting versus like random technology? Because it seems to be a mix of both, and I'm not sure. Like, is there a distinction drawn between those things or is it just kind of like hand waved
2: depends on who you talk to because not a lot of people understand how uh, technology works therefore it is just declared techno sorcery but there are like magic powers in the form of psychers, which are heavily regulated and actually outlawed from the space marine legions after one of the like big conclaves because magnus the red was fucking something up again
1: Okay, uh, so does uh, Ar- Ar- Arthur C. Clarke, bec- is he the god emperor?
2: Uh, no, I think uh, General Word of Mouth and faith says uh, the emperor's name is Jimmy Space.
1: <laughs> Please tell me that's canonical.
2: Uh, that is not canonical. That's a joke <laughs> because they changed some of the canon for the reason why things were called a land speeder and a land raider was because they were created by a dude named John Land. Ha. Uh. And no one thought that was a good idea?
1: The Emperor of the Space Marines is clearly Jimmy Space.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Creator of space travel and space marines. Yeah, no, this makes sense.
2: We didn't make space travel. He just made it affordable. One of the like thoughts of what was the Emperor's origins was he was an uh, amalgamation of a bunch of super powerful psychers way the hell back when on Earth who killed themselves in order to try and uh, avert the threat of the Chaos Gods.
1: And just kind of, like, merged into one body, or, like, found a single human vessel, and all kind of plopped into it.
2: Well, like, their souls all combined, because the way it usually works is souls, when they die, go to the warp. Not exactly sure how all that works, but...
1: Well, I mean, if the warp is just space hell, that kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And in order to, like I said, faster than light travel, they literally travel through the warp and through space hell, which... The main reason why Magnus, the red turned traitor with his thousand sons was because he interrupted the emperor's webway project, which was a way to try and create faster than light travel that didn't involve traveling through space hell. so he uh, tried to warn the Emperor, broke down a bunch of wards, opened up a gateway into the warp into the Imperial palace, pissed off the emperor, so the Emperor was like, "Yo, Russ, take your space Vikings and go get Magnus and bring him back here but uh <laughs> Horus. Intercepted the message and told uh, Russ, "Hey, uh, Emperor wants him dead."
1: As opposed to Emperor wants him captured.
2: As opposed to Emperor wants him captured so that he could answer for breaking the edicts that said no more sorcery is allowed.
1: But it, okay, wait, isn't there space travel dependent on opening up gates through hell? Isn't that sorcery?
2: No, that's clearly a techno thing
1: because they have oh, they, okay. they have Geller Fair. fields
2: and whatnot. So uh, clearly, that's a that's a uh, tech thing. Now the navigators they use in order to travel through that space. That might be a uh, different story, but hard to say.
1: Okay, so this is a brief tangent of my own. Have you have you read uh, Skyward by Brando Sando?
2: Have indeed. I have not read the sequel to it yet though.
1: Okay. Mostly they just have like navigators who are like psychic adepts who can travel through actually kind of just space hell. I'm now wondering how much of this story is influenced by 40K. Okay, anyway, continue.
2: So with the Nine Traitor Legions, the Dark Angels, Emperor's Children, Iron Warriors, Night Lords, World Eaters, Death Guard, Thousand Sons, Sons of Horus, Word Bearers, and Alpha Legion.
1: What, the Sons of Horus who joined Horus?
2: Yes. First they wow. had to purge all of their loyalists, and so they they did, which led to a pretty badass moment years later where an Emperor's Children Dreadnought died drops a virus bomb on his Primark. He's been like, okay, I've been sitting here for 10,000 years. You finally showed up. Hi, I have a virus bomb. Die. But because the dude was a demon, he didn't die. <laughs> so, and sure then on the Loyalist not. side, they had the uh, the Dark Angels, the White Scars, Space Wolves, Imperial Fists, Blood Angels, Iron Hands, Ultramarines, Salamanders, Raven Guard, and that, that's pretty much it. So, it was nine on nine.
1: So, wait, okay, what was the angels on the defecting side?
2: The dark angels?
1: I thought the dark, are the dark angels on both sides? Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> the dark angels, half of, half of them fell to chaos, and the other half didn't. Okay. Which one is which is hard to say. I, I'm mostly trolling Hadrian at this point, because he's the dark angels player. Huh. So, this whole thing, like, before they actually, like, found out, oh no, these guys turned traitor- the traitors jumped three of the uh, loyalist legions, so they couldn't help anymore, devastating them. The Raven Guard, which is one of my favorites, the Salamanders with Good Guy Vulcan on their side, and the Iron Hands. So, like, they were basically out of this big whole Horus Heresy war, civil war that it was. The uh, basically the tearing down of the Imperium, what they had all stood for. And since the Dark Angels were busy fighting and killing themselves, they were kind of out of it.
1: So, uh, at, at this point, how big is the Empire of Man? Is Im- it, like, mostly still just Earth, or...?
2: The Imperium of Man, at this point, spans most of the galaxy. Okay. Like, they control everything. Space Marine Legions number in the hundreds of thousands of men. And that's not saying anything about the, uh, or maybe not hundreds of thousands, but, like, the Imperial Guard, definitely hundreds of thousands of dudes. And Space Marine Legions, at least tens of thousands of people.
1: But, like, communications are so kind of disrupted between planets?
2: Because they rely on astropaths in order to do that, which are psychers of a very specific bent. Okay. So, again, they they rely on space magic in order to talk to each other over great distances.
1: Even though that's outlawed.
2: Well, that part wasn't outlawed.
1: (laughs) Only some sorcery is bad sorcery.
2: The only kind of bad sorcery is the kind of bad sorcery that the Emperor says is bad sorcery. That's all you need to know about that. Just like real magic in the real world. <laughs> exactly. And important to note, at this point, the Inquisition doesn't exist. I think it is in the for- it is in the yep. process of being formed.
1: Yeah, because we're just now having a thing to start to inquisit, right?
2: Yeah, because they weren't expecting anybody to actually turn traitor on them. In fact, when they first find out about it, one of the Primarchs nearly kills the messenger because they didn't believe that they're... Uh, fellows could possibly turn traitor the nine traitor legions lay siege to terra which puts the three legions on defense in a really awkward spot because obviously they're outnumbered but they are on the defensive so they've got all the fortifications and whatnot built by the best fortification dude in the galaxy which is the Primarch of the imperial fists so not
1: the one i expected
2: who did you expect it to be
1: I don't know, you mentioned one of the chapters being something about, like, mechanics or something, and it seems like probably that one.
2: The Iron Hands? No! Iron Warriors? No, it was
1: something... No, it was Latin.
2: The Adeptus Mechanicus?
1: Yeah, them. That's not a Space Marine Legion. Okay, fine. What are they, then?
2: They are the Adeptus Mechanicus. They hold the secrets to, like, machines (laughs) and whatnot, and they manufacture stuff. Like, their main thing is on Mars. Like, that's what they hang out with. Their main, like, weaponized arm are the Titan legions. Like, huge walking churches.
1: That sounds rad.
2: Alright, should look up a picture of, I think it's an Imperator class Titan or Imperator-class Titan. It's basically a walking church. <laughs> it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it's an Imperator. I'm gonna... Sorry, I had to go look this up really quick. This is really goofy. I feel like this is something that should exist in uh, World of Warcraft. It definitely looks like the mechs in that.
0: The secret is Blizzard stole everything they knew from Games Workshop. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: These are rad as heck. Um, Man, I just want to steal them for D&D setting now.
2: Ed actually plays... Um... One of the armies that he plays is knights, and one of the things that they can get are those titans as part of their army. Granted, if you want to buy one, that requires Forge World and a mortgage. (laughs) So as the, uh, what's it called? As the siege went on, the three Imperial Fists, Blood Angels, and White Scars, which, granted, one of these is really good at siege warfare. The other two? Not so much. The Blood Angels and White Scars are very much about, like, we want to be on offense, Because that's what they do really well. The White Scars are basically Space Huns, or the Mongols. (laughs) That's basically what they do. Their their primark is Jagatai Khan. So, yeah, like, they like bikes and stuff. Like,
1: they're pretty rad, but... You know, like the Mongols did. They love them some bicycles. Yeah, that's what that Queen song is about, the Mongols. (laughs) Well, I mean, if Mongols were
2: still running around, they would totally be uh, a motorbike-riding army instead of horseback army, which is obviously the idea... So after, it gets way too close, so Horus is like, alright, I got an idea. I'm going to drop the shields on my flagship, I'll draw the Emperor to me, and I'll kill him up here. Well, he draws the Emperor and two of the Primarchs up to him. He doesn't get the Emperor, kills best Primarch, and um, then the Emperor shows up and kills him and wipes him out. But not before Horus hits him with a fatal wound. So the Emperor's like, yo, Rogel, my other Primarch, come here. Put me on that Golden Throne thing. And I will keep this uh, big gate shut from anybody, like, any of these demons breaking into the Imperial Palace anymore. And I'll act as a, a uh, what's it called? A, um, lighthouse for everybody trying to navigate the warp from this point on. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'll just make sure you feed me 10,000 psychers every day.
1: That's a lot.
2: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: How did he know how many he needed? Okay, wait, I have a lot of questions. Did he know this was going to happen? Did he build the throne in advance specifically for this?
2: No, the, the throne was actually built for the webway project. Magnus was supposed to originally sit on it to manage the webway, and it wasn't supposed to be like an internal thing. But it was like a, it could act as a life-sustaining thing in a, uh, what's the word, um, life support machine, since like they didn't have anything else.
1: What okay? So, what does he need so many psychers' souls? That's like a lot. That
2: sounds like heresy to be asking questions like this.
1: No, but what does he use them for? That's
2: breakfast. Well, you gotta okay, sustain yourself somehow. I yeah. Well, since he's not using his body, he has to have something for his mind. And so, you know, ten thousand psychers—that's a—that's a pretty good breakfast for someone as powerful as the Emperor of Mankind.
1: Who was basically just like a normal dude, right?
2: No, he was... Before then, he was also like the most powerful Psyker ever.
1: Uh, And still is.
2: So, at least for a human, I I think he's also more powerful than most of the other Xenos Psykers. But orcs are also very weird, so it's hard to say about them. Wait, sorry. My bad. No, he's definitely more powerful than any orc Psyker because uh, he's the god ember of mankind.
1: Yeah. I'm on board. Definitely not heresy. It's fine.
2: The big war there left two Loyalist primarchs dead. Ferris Manus died when they jumped everybody on the original planet. And uh, best primarch Sanguinius, the Great Angel, died on uh, Horus's flagship killed by Horus, who was uh, called the Great Angel because he had angel wings and could fly because, yes.
1: Did you know that Sanguinius is a real word? I just went to go look it up and... I assumed that Google was just guessing my series of 40K-related searches. I assume it means bloody? Yeah, it means the color of blood, uh, which I normally have just seen just as sanguine, of or relating to bloodshed, which I've also just seen as sanguine, usually, bloodthirsty, of or relating to or containing blood. So humans are sanguineous by virtue of the fact that we are blood sacks.
2: And that is one of the reasons why Sanguinius is best Primarch. There are some theories. I was talking to one of the guys at uh, Mania, and I like his his idea that uh, the Imperial Saints are actually uh, Sanguinius giving them strength, which is why they can all, which is why they all have wings and can fly. Imperial Saints I, are kind of weird. Yeah, I was to
1: say I'm not going to ask how any of that works because it feels like a huge tangent because we haven't even gotten to any non-human races yet.
2: We we aren't even at 40k right now. We're still in 30k. So basically, after Horus died, the traitors broke and started running amok everywhere. They eventually got two more of the traitor primarchs, with Conrad Kurz of the Night Lords dying, and uh, the Primarch of the Alpha Legion dying. But they're still not sure if they got both of the Alpha Legion primarchs.
1: Wait, there were two of them.
2: Yes, there were. Tw- they uh, were twin primarchs, Alpha Alpharius and Omegon. <laughs>
1: Ooh. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, the Alpha Legion oh, man, those is, are some names.
2: is fantastic. It's not even entirely sure if they were uh, traitors or not. So that's fun. So they basically run them off. They All all the traitor primarchs go running back to the Eye of Terror. A good chunk of them got turned into demon princes. And most of the loyalist primarchs went missing. Or actually just went missing. Um, they know where Ro- uh, Robo Gurley man was. Because he was mortally wounded and they put him in, like, a stasis box. So he was just at the Ultramarine's headquarters. No one knows where Lionel Johnson is, who's the Primarch of the Dark Angels. He's sleeping at the center of their fortress monastery, but nobody can find him. Most of the rest are just missing.
1: So, wait, do the, like, chaos-afflicted Dark Angels also still think this guy's Primarch? Or do the loyalists think that he's Primarch? or like...
2: They all still think he's their... Lionel Johnson is their Primarch. Most of the, uh, what's it called? It's the fallen Chaos Marines for them got basically picked up and pitched through time and space. So like they just keep cropping up everywhere. Cool. And the uh, Dark Angels have made it their mission to hunt down and kill those dudes. To remove the stain on their honor to the extent where they will just fuck off of missions to go hunt one of these dudes down. Or even a rumor of one of these dudes.
1: That sounds like a great thing to have in your super reliable space marine forces. Exactly. And
2: after the Horus heresy, robo Girly Man decided, Okay, I'm going to break up all the legions into thousand man chapters so no one will have as much power as Horus did to tear the Imperium apart again. So that's where you get the chapters. The chapters are different from the legions because they were the broken up ones. And that's where you get thousands upon thousands of these chapters floating around, like the Lamenters and Black Templars. Most of them are Ultramarine successors because the Ultramarines are freaking huge. Nova Marines, Crimson Fists, Flesh Terrors.
1: Do they all have unique names? Because I feel like there's a theme of, like, gothic edginess here. And I feel like you run out of gothic edgy names after a while.
2: All the chapters have their own unique names, like there's the Scythes of the Emperor, Howling Griffins, Knights of Blood, although I think they're uh, Hereticus Traitoris, like they're evil fallen guys, Soul Drinkers who also, yeah, they're they're Traitor Legions now, or at least Renegades. No, they
1: sound legit. They drink souls so that they can give them to the Emperor later.
2: They were, uh, they were actually a legit chapter, but then I think Rampant Mutation kicked them out. And they all have, like, different flaws and battle doctrines and whatnot. The Blood Angels are heavy, heavy assault-based. And because of their Primarch's death, they have the Black Rage, which causes people to think they are sanguineous at that last confrontation with Horus. So, like, they're completely insane.
1: That's cool. Oh, that yeah. actually sounds like... really. I, like, I really want to do a roleplay setting with this now, and I know we played a game that was that once, but...
2: I personally think that if you're playing a RPG in 40k, Dark Heresy is probably more interesting. Because Space Marines, it's kind of just like a small scale tactical game where everybody's controlling one dude. Whereas Dark Heresy, you can have much more of that like investigative and like talk through a problem and try and figure something out edge. Because like, in Dark Heresy, you're not expected to be able to kick the shit out of everything you run into.
0: And that is time.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. So uh, next time around, we might even get to forty k. Is
1: is that simple and clean? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, I know I didn't uh, set this up beforehand, but I think I am going to allow Tyler, if you're all right with it, three minutes of questions.
1: Oh boy. Um, I, I mean, I was kind of asking as I went, um, and w- like, uh, Zach said, we're still in kind of like the 30k realm. I like, guess I saw I was, like, what exactly do psychers do? Like, what is their power set? Is this well-defined anywhere?
2: It varies from psyker to psyker. Most of, like, the h- normal human psychers generally have, like, one type of job. Like, there's your primary psyker, which is, like, a combat psyker. Astropaths, which, like, they send messages. Navigators, they guide ships through the warp. Space Marine ones generally combat psykers, Um and their, like, Psyker abilities and powers are usually heavily influenced by whatever chapter they belong to and whatever, like, chapter doctrine and belief system that they work off of.
1: Okay, so, but it, like, varies fairly wildly, so it's, like, not really a well-defined set. So, like, any... Magic thing can be attributed to being a psyker.
2: Except where it's sorcery, which is a distinct and different thing from psykers.
1: Okay. I'm not
2: exact. I, I'd have to double check and find out exactly how, but it's not quite the same thing. I think how it, the difference is uh, sorcery doesn't man, originally manifest with a person. Like, I think it's an external thing versus psykers, which are an internal thing.
1: Okay, so, like, are calling on powers as opposed to, like, projecting powers?
2: Yeah, it's like, I'm calling on somebody else to borrow their strength instead of using my own. I think that's the difference, but I'd have to double check.
1: Okay, um, so we're gonna go way back. We glossed over the war in heaven in, like, a five, just, like, saying that sentence. Is that important at all? What, what was that? Kinda? The
2: war in heaven is fought between the Necron tier... And the old ones, the Necron Tear ended up wiping out the old ones, but not before the old ones created the Eldar and the orcs to fight the Necron Tear. And the Necron Tear would eventually become the Necron after they sacrificed, well, they didn't realize they were sacrificing their souls to create unliving and eternal bodies for them. They're like basically becoming the Terminator or space undead, <laughs> depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and their gods, the Satan, ate their souls. And then the Necrons were like, okay, we we won our war with our gods' assistance, and uh, now we killed our gods.
1: Okay, yeah, no, and that makes sense.
2: Then they all went to uh, to sleep in, like, tomb worlds for millennia. And in okay. 40k, they're starting to wake up again.
1: Man, this reminds me of a book I'm reading right now, but we don't have time to discuss that. Although I think so... it's
2: 41k at this point. I think uh, when Glimmon came back, he established that the record-keeping was just super bad, and it wasn't even the 41st century anymore. Of the 40th ah. century anymore.
1: Okay, um. And that's all the time we have for questions. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I actually had one I was super interested in too. We, oh, we well. will have to come back to this <laughs> at some point. So, Tyler, what did you learn about Warhammer 40k? Um. That a guy committed some heresy. Thank you, everybody. Good night! <laughs> it's like heresy. I-, I would recommend
2: checking out the, um. If the emperor had a text-to-speech device, it won't give like perfect. Like this is what canon is, but it's funny.
1: I like kind of want to avoid any any lore about this that does not come through this sort of like info dump session. Oh, I'm also just um, I'm pointing
2: not... out to anybody who happens to be listening or us as starties the YouTube thing because it's it's just cool.
1: Oh, I was going to say, so that's not advice for me specifically. That's just for people listening. That's for people listening. For other people who know about 40K who are not me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or if you just want to watch a pretty rad animation in the case of Astartes, because one dude did it and it looks freaking fantastic.
0: All right. So thank you all very much for listening, like we said at the start. Uh, If you enjoyed this, please let us know. Uh, Discord is probably the best way to do it, or you can leave a comment on our website. Unfortunately, with things how they are, new episodes of podcasts are going to be probably a minute. Uh, Jumpstart Weekly is trucking on with me and Kevin recording remotely, Uh, but that doesn't really work for It's a Gundam. Uh, What's a Gundam episodes are going to continue to come out on the public feed until we either run out of them, we have quite a few left before that happens, or we manage to record Uh, Last time on video games, we will try to get to. uh, It's kind of the bottom priority right now, which is one of the reasons we're end of lifing it eventually. But the Mega Man Battle Network episode will come out uh, as soon as we can get together to record it. Again, thank you everybody who supports us in whatever
2: way that you do. Is there anything else you guys want to say? If you want us to do more of these, I'm more than willing to do more of these because I have a lot of fun talking about stuff like 40k and Battletech.
1: But mostly just I want to echo Jeremy Sidman say just thanks for like listening to the stuff we put out. Guys, this has been an interesting experiment this year.
2: Oh god, yes, this year has been very fun. Everybody stay safe at least out there. Yeah, I think
0: that is the note we will end on. Thank you and stay safe, everybody.